the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the Word? Praise Him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in Sunday, San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is the Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called, Our Response to the Word. Every time God has His Word preached and or taught to us, He's doing it so that we can have the opportunity to receive the results that He wants to manifest in our lives. Through His Word, God extends to us the opportunity to have what the Word says we can have. The opportunity to eliminate in our lives the things that shouldn't be operating in our lives. The opportunity to experience the kind of supernatural life that can only be entered and enjoyed by accepting and using properly the word God shares with us. All these godly results happen in our lives when we respond properly to the word God provides. Otherwise, God's word will never do for us what it could have done for us. That's why it's so important, brothers and sisters, that we respond properly to God's word when he extends it into the lives of me and you so that God can actually do in our lives everything that his word shows us that he can do for me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Our Response to the Word. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Our response to the word of God so that we can understand how to respond to the word, so that we can respond correctly to the word, because unless we respond correctly to the word, we will not receive any of what we've heard. Although he's already ordained it, already set it up, already put it into place, he's already got it waiting on you and me, it depends upon our response as to whether or not it will have opportunity to operate for you and me. Because the things of God are not automatic. The things of God are not automatic. They're already yea and amen in Christ. But the question is, is whether or not we're going to do what Christ wants us to do so that we can receive the things that he has in store for me and you. And so in therein, this is a series uh, birthed and therein is so very important. So my hope is and my prayer is, is that you have a need to hear what the Lord is going to say unto you and you respond correctly to what it is he's going to say unto you so that you can listen and learn how to respond to the word of God so that you can begin to respond to the things that he's going to be sharing with you from this point forward. Because the Lord is going to share with us exactly what he needs us to know that we could be able to step into the fullness of the things he has in store for you. There's a call on each and every one of your lives. God's called you to excellence. He's called you to awesomeness. He's called you to greatness. He had never intended for you to be inadequate or substandard in anything. He intends for you to be a, a par excellence, creme de la creme in him, in everything that it is he does. God's called you to do great things and step into awesome manifestations of the word of God so that the promises of God can be yea and amen in the midst of your life, that you can live a life without difficulty nor strife so that you can be able to do all that God has in store for you the way he wants you to do it. But in order to do it, you got to respond correctly to the word of God. We've learned that there's two basic responses to the word of God when he shares it with us. Two basic responses. Response number one is accepted. Response number two is rejected. 
You could either accept or reject what God has in store for uh, you by accepting or rejecting the word that he's going to bring to you. You can either accept or reject what God has in store for you based upon you accepting or rejecting what it is he says to you. Because when God speaks to you, he speaks to you what's necessary to get you what it is he wants to get you. Going to learn about that in more detail. But if you don't respond to it correctly, he can't get it to you. And we'll talk about that in detail. There's another thing that we can do. It's basically the same too, just rephrased in another way, is that we can receive it or deny it. We can receive it or we can deny it. We can either accept what it is that has come our way and receive it, or we can reject it and deny it. Amen. And a lot of us understand that in relationship to our, 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 our diet and our appetite. I mean, when I was growing up, praise God, and I'm sure many of you were the exact same way. I had some things that I liked to eat and some things I did not like to eat. Some things that, you know, when, when would be prepared by my mother uh, that I wanted to eat. And there were some things that were prepared by my mother that I did not want to eat. Now, in our household, it was a little bit differently than a lot of people's households. In our household, the child did not determine what they ate. The adult did. Because, see, the little head just got a little head. Are you listening to me? They don't have a lot of information in it. Because they don't have a lot of information in it, they don't know what they should and should not eat. If, they, if, if you give a little kid an opportunity, they'll eat nothing but cakes and pies and ice cream and candy and stuff like that and McDonald's and French fries and other stuff that don't have too much nutrition in it. Are you listening to me? And they'll just sit there and eat that all the time and not eat anything that will benefit them, you know, truly in their lives. You know, have teeth that's rotten out, falling out. Come on up in here. Amen. Amen. Be all weak and don't have no strength. Why? Because they ain't eating the right thing with the right fuel to be able to fuel the body that God has given them. So, so, but, but, you know, but yet the parents have to come along and say, no, this is what you should eat and this is what you should have. Now, you know, many people that's been around here for a little while have heard me speak of my mother. You know, she's gone on to be with the Lord, praise God. And I thank God for that because I think God might have had something to do with me getting born again, too, because I was kind of like wayward, praise God. And, you know, the Bible says to be absent uh, from the body is to be present with the Lord. And I think that the moment my mother became present with the Lord, she began to put more pressure on the Lord and say, you got to get this little fool saved because he's going to kill himself out here doing all kinds of stuff that he ain't got no business doing. Because I was living a life totally outside of what the word of God dictates and says, praise God. And uh, so she put pressure on him, and I, you know, and I think he did it, praise God. Because that same year she went on to be with the Lord is the same year I accepted my salvation and came, became born again, praise God. But anyway, long story short, my mother was, uh, you know, my little phrase for her was like uh, the black Martha Stewart. You know, uh, she was an extremely gifted young lady. She was an extremely gifted young lady, both in the culinary skills as well as various things in terms of home decoration and things like that. I mean, she could take a, the raggediest couch you ever seen in your life and reupholster that thing to the point that you would swear it just came out of Haggerty, Haggerty's or somebody like that. You couldn't even tell that it was done by hand in terms of that it was done by a person. You'd swear that it was done in a factory or something like that. But she was that good at it. Uh, she could cook a meal, I mean, that would like be staggering. That woman could shake a pot like you couldn't imagine. I mean, she could cook, she could bake, everything was from scratch. I mean, she was like off the hook. In fact, before she had children, she was a home economic teacher of home economic teachers. She would teach home economic teachers how to teach other people how to do it. So she trained them. So she was down in this stuff. Now, when my mother would cook a meal, it would be different. She'd make sure you had everything necessary that was in the little pyramid to be able to make sure that you ate everything that was supposed to be eaten. You know, whether it was the American pyramid and stuff like that, which has the thing that you're actually supposed to get the most, the least 
praise God, but we'll leave that alone. Or whether it's the European version, which is upside down, which is actually right side up, praise God, because that's been jacked up by American society, but that's another teaching altogether. But she made sure that you got everything that it is that you're supposed to eat on the midst of that plate. When you got that plate, she knew exactly how much you were supposed to have in grain, exactly how much you were supposed to have in vegetables. She knew exactly how much you were supposed to have in fruit, and she would make sure that on your plate, you would have everything that you were supposed to have in the proportions that you're supposed to have it. In our house, there was no options about what you can eat. You can eat what you want to, eat what you don't want to. No, she didn't play the game that way. The very first plate was mandatory. The very first plate is the one she put together. And when she put that plate together, you ate that. There's no questions about that. There's no, Mama, I don't like this. She didn't ask you, did you like it? You were eating it. Are you listening to it? Because she prepared it, and she knows exactly what it is that you need. It wasn't about, no, I don't like the taste of that. She didn't ask you about that. The thing was, was when she put it on that plate, you was going to eat every single thing on that plate because that plate made sure that you was well-rounded and that you would have everything necessary to be able to live out in a successful life as a person. Well, think about how it is with most Christians. Most Christians act like the little kids and everything like that. And tell me, I ain't eating that, you know, because I, I, I'll eat this, but I won't eat that. I'll do this, but I won't do that. Amen. Praise God. You know, I, we have our little pet scriptures. You know, that we put on our refrigerator, put on our wall, you know, ones that we like. We can quote, misquote half of them, but, you know, we can, we can quote, you know, our little pet scriptures and stuff like that. But the rest of the Bible, oh, no, see, we ain't getting all that because, see, that's just asking too much out of me. That's just doing too much. No, no. You got to understand that this is given by God in order to be able to help you to be able to move into the things he has in store for you. And you got no business rejecting what he puts on your plate. You got no business denying what it is he puts on your plate. Because you're the one that's going to be sickly. You're the one that's going to be weak. You're the one that's going to have a life that's not the way it's supposed to be. Why? Because God knows exactly what we need, and he provides us exactly what we need so that we can move forward into things he has in store for us. And it's not up to us, or I shouldn't say it's not up to us. It's always up to us. But we should not deny and reject anything that it is that God has in store for us. We're going to be learning about this in more detail. And let me give you another third paraphrase of the exact same thing. I told you you could accept it or or reject it. You can receive it or deny it. Third one is that you could believe it or not believe it. Those are your choices. Believe it or not believe it. When God gives you a word, you can either believe it or not believe it. In fact, people that think that there's a third choice, well, I'm thinking about it. I'm praying about it. No, you just said, I don't believe it. You just said you don't believe it. And in God's eyes, you just rejected it because God knows that you're supposed to know that when he gives you something, it's always good. And that if you don't accept it, then, 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 he reje- then you're rejecting it. There is no way I pray about it. Like, I mean, I'm not saying you can't pray about stuff, but in God's eyes, you just rejected what he had to say. You know? I'm not saying that you can't think about nothing, you know, but in God's eyes, you just rejected it. Praise God, because he brought you something good and you pushed it away and turned up your nose and think, I don't think that that's what I need. I don't, I don't think that's what I need. Let's go to the Bible. I'm losing people. He- Hebrews chapter 10. Oh, and by the way, having an ear to hear what the Lord is going to say to you, it's going to be a good message today. Hebrews chapter 10. Accept it, please. Don't reject it. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. It says, cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which have great recompense of reward. Because it does, too. Your confidence has great recompense of reward. We're in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. It has great recompense of reward, which means that it will bring you reward, and it has a great possibility of being able to do so. But yet, that's if you... Don't cast away your confidence. Of course, your confidence is talking about your faith or your assurance of the fact that God is true and what it is he says is true also. 
that they having confidence that he's going to do what it is he said to the point that you're willing to trust in it, rely on it. That's the confidence that we have. He said, cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which have great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience that after ye have done the will of God, that ye may receive the promise. It's one of the ways you can tell whether a person truly has confidence in what God says is they will do what he says do. And then after you do what he says, you'll receive the promise. See, a lot of believers want to receive the promise without doing what God said. A lot of believers want to do the promise without receive the promise without doing what God said. I mean, that, that the middle section didn't receive it no better than the other section. Let's see if this section over here. People think that they can receive the promise without doing what God says. You got to do what God says to receive the promise. Amen. Hey, see, this section knows. Y'all, y'all tell them. Say, you got to do what he says to receive the promise. Tell them. And say, okay, I received that. Amen. So now y'all going to say amen when I say it. Praise God. You know, you got to do what he says to be able to receive the promise. Amen. Amen. Yes, you do. You got to do what he said to receive the promise. Because there's a lot of folk that's deceived thinking that they ain't got to do it. And they're going to receive it anyway. Because God just loves me and God's just going to set me out. No, it don't work that way, precious. God opens up an opportunity for you to be able to receive. And then he will give you instructions as well as information for you to receive. And if you do the information he tells you to do, then you'll be able to come through. When teachers teach, they teach under the concept that they want every student to pass every class. But they already understand all the students ain't going to do their homework. They already know every student ain't going to bring in their work. They already know that every parent ain't going to make sure that their student brings in the work and does their homework. They know a lot of parents is too lazy. That they let their kids raise themselves. They know that. Amen. They know that their kids, they they know that. And so because of that, they already prepared for the fact that every child ain't going to pass. Even though they try to put laws together and say, don't leave nobody behind. Ain't nobody leaving nobody behind. People choose to be left behind. Amen. Amen. You ain't supposed to be dragging nobody forward unprepared. Praise God. But that's another teaching. You say, cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which have great recompense of reward. Why? For we have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive it. Even after doing the will of God, you still need patience, because you don't know when the manifestation is going to occur. You just know it's going to occur. That's why you're not going to cast away your confidence. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry, which means God's going to come through for you and do what he said he's going to do. He's not going to wait. If he's not there yet, it's because it's not the timing yet. But he's going to be there. Just relax. He's going to be there. Verse 38 gets good. It says, now the just shall live by faith. That's the just. That's we who have been called justified by God. We who have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. It teaches us right there how we live. We live our lives by faith. Yes, we do. We don't live our lives based upon the circumstances and situations that's going on. We don't live our lives based upon what folklores and folk tales have went on before. We don't live our lives based upon the lies and everything else that's been presented unto us. We only live our lives according to faith, which is trusting God, hearing what he has to say, and, and believing it to the point that you're willing to act upon it. It's trusting God, hearing what he has to say, and believing it to the point that you're willing to ap- operate on it. Once you do that, now you get a chance to live the life God wants you to do because the just live by faith. And if we can flip the script, then it means that without faith that they won't live. No, they won't have the life that God intends for them to live. You, we will not live the life that God intends for us to live without the faith. That's why to just live by faith. That's why it's so important not to cast away your confidence, but to hold fast to it so that it can bring the recompense of reward because God's going to bring you his stuff and he's not going to tarry. He's going to come through for you after you do what he tells you to do. Just make sure that you have patience so that he can be able to come through. Because the moment your patience drop, you cast away the confidence. Does this make sense? Good. Now we get on to a good part. It says, now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, 
God says, my soul has no pleasure in him. None. No pleasure. He's not happy about it. Amen. He's not, ha- you, you're not happy about it. Because why? Because he knows the only way that you live is live by faith. Which means that if you do not operate by that faith, you can't have the life that he intends for you to live. And if I could phrase it this way also, you cannot have the life that he died for you to live. Because he sent his son to die for you to live a particular type of life. And in order to, for you to live it, you got to operate according to what it is he has to say. But if you don't do it, then he, you can't have it. Therefore, his, heart, his soul has no pleasure in you. It says, but we are not of them who draw back unto perdition. We learned in the weeks that passed that that word perdition means destruction. We're not the ones that pull back into the destruction, but of, to them that believe to the saving of the souls. We don't pull back unto uh, destruction, but we believe to the saving of the souls. Because you got to understand that when God comes, when you could either go in the direction he wants you to go or you can pull back. You could either go in the direction he wants you to go or you can pull back. Now, Reverend Flew here is going to be God today. Everybody say, yo, God. Yo, God. Yeah, he's going to be God today. Now, I'm going to be the believer. And this is uh, show you the different types of believers that operate. And I say believers. This is how we operate. You know, those of us who boned again. Many of us will pray unto God and be like, God, greatest God up in heaven. I, I, I want to get out of my situation. I mean, it's hell up in my house. I mean, my finances is messed up. My kids is crazy. The dog is eating the litter box and the cat ain't got nowhere to go. And it's like life's just messed up. And I don't know what to do. Like, you help me. And we like asking for the Lord to help us. So the Lord will then hear our prayers and come to lead us in the direction he wants us to go. The Lord will hear our prayers and lead us in the direction he wants us to go. And he will then come and contact you where you are. You was here for a service, wasn't you? You wasn't. Sit down. Anybody was here? No, I'm just teasing. I was just teasing. I was just teasing. You're going to grab my arm and take me where, I, you know, where you want me to go. You know? But you don't drag me because God don't drag nobody. Amen. God softly leads us. But this is what most believers do. When God's trying to take us, God, when you going to answer me and get me out of this situation? It's getting worse and worse, and I've been asking you to change it, Lord. Do something. God. And God gently tries to take us in the direction he wants us to go. Now, some of us might begin to go. We recognize God's pulling, God's leading, and we'll begin to go. But then we run past another thing that God might say for us to do. Say, do something. Do this. And then we draw back. We're like, oh, no. Oh, oh no. That's, that's too much. I'm not doing, oh, no, I'm not doing that. But see, what you got to understand is, is that when I was over here, I was in perdition. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse 12, it says, wherefore is by one man sin entered into the world and death thereby. Which means death's already in manifestation. Sin's already in manifestation. Death's there because of what Adam did. And because of what Adam did, perdition is already in existence. That's why sickness is still going on. How is it that righteous people can get sick? It's because sin's in the world and death thereby. As long as it's here, it can happen. It can happen to anybody. Uh, You're listening to me. But for us, it don't have to stay. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It can happen, but it can It's like mess can happen up in the middle of the household. Loved ones can get to fussing with one another because they yield themselves to their flesh and Satan and whatnot and stuff like that. And they can get to fuss, but it don't have to stay there. Somebody could begin to start operating according to love and shut all that mess down so it don't have to operate no more. Take the fuel away from the fire, it'll stop burning. But anyway, 
I'm already in the middle of perdition. Stuff's already happening. God comes to be able to lead me out of it softly. He'll lead me out of it because he's a gentleman. And if I go with him, I'll come out of the perdition. But if I begin to back up at any time, I mean, oh, no, see, I just backed up into the perdition that was already there. And see, God says, those of us, he said, we're not the type that back up into destruction, that begin to pull back into destruction, that start going to church and stop going to church. Stop reading their Bible and stop reading their Bible. Start doing what God's word says to do and then stop doing what God's word says to do. We don't pull back, but we're the ones that allow God to be able to continue to lead us into the place that he has in store for us and go in the direction he wants us to go. Because, see, he sent, God came into this world to save me from that perdition. She ain't the perdition. I just pointed in that direction. To save me from the perdition. Praise God. To save me from the perdition. He come to save me from it. And just like he come to save us from it. And as long as we allow him to take us in the direction he wants us to go, then we'll come out of the perdition that he has in store for us. But if we pull back and begin to back up, then we back up into the perdition that he already has in store for us. And that's what most, this right here is where most believers live their life. Unnecessarily standing in perdition. Unnecessarily standing in stress and mess and all this other kind of duress and all this other stuff that's going on. Because God has already come into this world to take us to where he wants us to go. But we keep drawing back. We keep pulling back. Like, uh-uh, no, no. God say, give and it'll be given unto you. I need to get out of this financial situation. I need more money. God say, give, and it'll be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking the God. I ain't doing it. I ain't should you, you obviously you ain't hearing me, God. I said, I need money. I'm not looking for opportunities to give more away. Then why are you trying to go get you that iPhone? Yes, you are trying to look for more opportunities to give it away. But you're giving it away in ways that would profit somebody else, but not you. Rather than doing what God tells you to do, which is gonna turn around and benefit you. We pull back into perdition. You know, God said, you know, we like, God, I got this high blood pressure. This high blood pressure. And I, Lord, I need you to heal me. And so then the Lord had, gives you information that says, say loud. Stop eating all that salt. Stop eating all that salt. <laughs> I'm like, look, forget that. I'm putting salt on my talk, breakfast tacos. I'm putting salt on my lunch. Putting salt on my potato chips. I'm putting salt on my avocados. <laughs> I'm putting salt on my ice cream. I'm just putting salt on everything I can find. And I'm sitting there feeling like my head about to bust wide open and stuff like that. And I'm thinking like the devil attacking me. No, I'm the fool that's putting salt on because I keep drawing back on the petition. Because I'm not responding correctly to the word of God. Because if he tells me, stop eating all that salt. then I ought to stop, stop eating all that salt. Hey, man, this is good teaching. But that's so bland. Oh, you know more? It's, you know, it's going over well. How see God. Praise God. It's, God loves us. And he wants to save us from ourselves. And pull us out of the perdition. Let me show you what he does to do that. John chapter 3. John chapter 3 verse 16. The Bible says, for God so loved the world. Look at him. God so loved the world. I mean, God has more than just a love for you. He so loves you. I mean, that's, it sees love you so much, it make you move when you think about it. It just move, just make your body move when you talk about it. God just like so loves you. Ah, you got to understand. When you hear me say that sometimes, when I be like, ah. It's like God so loves you. I mean, he so wants you to get this information. He so, I mean, so wants you to do it. It's like, it just, I mean, it just, it's, ah, ah. He just, he just, he just, come on now. Anybody ever love somebody? I mean, they, they just so love. I mean, he just so loves them. Let me show you how much God so loved. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. 
Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed with what the Word of God had to say. God tells us in His Word what He wants to do for us. It tells us of all the wonderful things that God is willing to do for us. But God's Word also shows us that we have to respond to His Word properly for those things to actually happen for you and me. So, let's believe God's Word is true and respond properly to the Word that He shares with me and you so that God can do in our lives everything that He promises in His Word that He'll do. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times on Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. And speaking of coming through, I've got just a thing for all the Christian business people and aspiring Christian business people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to do. We invite all the Christian business people and aspiring Christian business people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our early morning summit meeting of the Anointed to Prosper Christian Business Persons Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an early morning breakfast fellowship that's held from 7 to 9 in the morning on the first Saturday of every month where many of the Christian business people and aspiring Christian business people in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together to fellowship and network together as well as to receive a powerful word from God that'll help them to be the successful business people that God has called them to be. Second Chronicles chapter 29 verse 20 says, Then Hezekiah the king rose early and gathered the rulers of the city and went to the house of the Lord. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to fellowship and network at this inspiring and informative meeting of the ministers of the marketplace. There is no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 